Welcome back to the West Wolf Podcast. I am your host, J.D. Jackson. As always, you can find me on Twitter, J.D. Jackson at Always in Forever Art, and on YouTube at J-Rock Soccer and Basketball Sessions. Guys, the Los Angeles Clippers are back. They beat the Portland Trailblazers 123-111. to Guys, it was not a close game. When the Stars were in there, they were beating them by 30. Paul George back on his bully shit, dunking on everybody, getting into the paint, hitting his jumper. Kawhi Leonard running the floor, getting easy dunks, getting wide open threes, hitting all of his threes. Russell Westbrook in the paint, relentless whenever he wanted to. 13 assists, didn't break a sweat, dunking on everybody. Zubak blocking everything that came at the rim. Dunking on everybody, guys. The Los Angeles Clippers are back, and it was a ton of fun. But I have to ask you first. Please, please hit that subscribe button. I'm on all the major podcast platforms. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Radio, Public, CastBox, and much, much more. Now let's get it. If you're like me, you watch this Clippers game one of the regular season. They're now 1-0, defeating the Blazers. You're feeling like that you can see all the hard work that they put in in training camp and in preseason. It was repeated to us over and over again by outstanding Clippers reporters and beat writers that the Clippers were running a lot. So it was amazing to see that in real time, in game one, of how fast they were moving. And it made the offense easier for them. It made scoring easier for them. It was exciting to watch. The crowd was into it. They were into it. They were pumping their chest and screaming and yelling. And it was just great to see the process result in the product that we saw in game one. Because that's game one. Over time, it should get even better. Now, progression isn't linear. There'll have some, there'll be some gains when we're just not quite hitting shots or we miss an assignment more than usual. Things like that will happen. But I think in the grand scheme, things should just get better from here because this is game one of this, them trying to play this way alongside Russell Westbrook. And so I, I just want to say that first, that it's, it's a beautiful, it's like anything in life. When you work hard at something and you, it results in, in the, and the ending that you want, it's always all the sweeter, right? And so it was just nice to see that. We, we just heard about it and we saw clips of them running and running and running and running. And so it was nice to see that on the court in a regular season game that matters. Beautiful, beautiful. Now their offense, look, I thought the offense was great because of their defense. I thought they even did well after a made basket in the half court. I mean, people were getting open shots. Uh, the Stars were getting the ball in the spots they want them in. Uh, Russell Westbrook was able to garner double teams, which made the offense even easier. So the offense on the in the half court, it, it looked great. Now, I do think that they need to be careful with the turnovers a little bit. Um, I thought they turned the ball over a little bit too much. Like, obviously, the people who handle the ball the most are going to do things like that. I think Paul George had four, Kawhi had four, Zubak had two, Westbrook had three. You know, that's just the starters. I think the only bench players that had turnovers were Powell and, and Highland. But, you know, they had a total of 17 turnovers in the game. 
So I just think that's something that they need to work on. So the turnover battle was was basically one of ones. I believe the Blazers had seventeen as well. So that's the if I had a gripe about the team offense, it would be the turnovers. Uh, I thought the turnovers were were is the th- the funny thing is they were running all the time in training camp and in practice because they were turning the ball over. Uh, so we're going to have to probably stay with that uh, to make sure that they they hold on to the basketball. Um, now there were a, f- a few that were just drop passes. Uh, I know Paul George had a pass drop. Uh, I know Russell Westbrook had a, a, a couple of passes dropped as well. But nonetheless, when I look at it, I watched the game too. I understand that, but 17 turnovers is just too much. No, so that's the one area I think offensively they can work on. But the, other than that, like the half court offense was great. Um, they were getting out in the break on steals, even after a made basket, their offense was great. So I, I don't really have any complaints. I thought that they were super good uh, on that end. So, um, you know, it's only one game, but after one game, you know, the offensive rating for the Los Angeles Clippers was 124.2. That's good for third in the league behind the Indiana Pacers and the Denver Nuggets. That's only one game. I get that. But, it, I, again, I just have no issues uh, with the offense at all. Now, just for context, the L.A. Clippers defensive rating was 112.1, which gives them a net rating of 12.1. Um, so which is positive. It's good. I, I think that the defense of the starting unit was much better than the the bench. If you listen to the podcast, you follow me on Twitter, you know that that's my trepidation. I know the bench can score a ton of points, but can they hold up defensively? And I, in my opinion, saw a significant drop uh, in the defensibility, um, the diversity defensively, with the second unit, but that's a, that's any team, right? Like the the second unit, they're second unit players because they're not quite starter level. And the three headed monster uh, on the perimeter of Russell Westbrook, Kawhi Leonard, and Paul George just is insane itself. And then back behind them, you have Robert Covington and Zubak. And I want to say something about Robert Covington. I thought that he was absolutely amazing in this game. He he truly. <laughs> made the defense just that much better with his long arms. I mean, he can just snatch anything uh, really good at uh, challenging at the brim, things like that. I thought Robert Covington in his start was amazing. Now, he was only one of four from the from the three-point line, two of five from the field. He had five points. He had four rebounds, two assists. But here's the thing. He had a block and three steals. And it was he was a plus 26 on the night. And it was truly because he just did such a great job defensively that you just want him on the floor despite him um, only going 25% from the three, 40% from the field. I was perfectly okay with him being out there. So I thought he was great. I thought Zubak was amazing as well. Uh, he was eight of 10 from the field. Now he still dropped a few passes that that frustrates me, but Zubak had a strong game. I don't want to hear any Zubak hate after one. Uh, 26 minutes, eight of 10 from the field. You know what I'm saying? And But he had 12 rebounds. And four blocks, and um, he he was just. It, it's almost like he said they said that these people on these social medias said that they don't think I'm a rim protector. So hold my beer, watch this, and he was amazing uh, on the night. I can't say enough about Zubak. All right, look now we'll talk about the stars and the starting lineup a little bit. Uh, look, I I want to start with Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook is one of the greatest point guards to ever play the game of basketball. 
he's one of the greatest players to ever play the game of basketball. I know that those the previous team he was on in purple and gold, it was neither of those teams were that great, were that good. And I know that he and LeBron James both need to have the basketball. And I know it resulted in some things that we saw from Russell Westbrook that even he said was not was not his best season. It was not a strong season. He knows that that wasn't good enough. But people must have gravely mistaken a bad fit for Russell Westbrook as Russell Westbrook is an, an elite basketball player. Let me tell you right now, Russell Westbrook is still top 25 in the NBA ever. I want to. Thousand percent agree with Paul George the way he could play both ends on the floor. The guy just gave 13 assists, didn't break a sweat, didn't look like he was trying, didn't even look like he was trying. He did the I see everything emoji, put the circles over his eyes. You know what I'm saying? He is phenomenal. Russell Westbrook, he is magnificent. Truly, the 94th best player in the NBA is laughable. That's a freaking joke. He was doing it on the break. He was doing it in the half court. He was doing it off of post-ups. It was super easy for the players around him. And what does Russell Westbrook say is his number one goal when he's on the basketball court? That rule is, that thing is he wants to make it easier for all of the players around him. He couldn't have made it any easier, guys. Absolutely not. A phenomenal and dominating point guard display of Russell Westbrook in game one versus the Portland Trailblazers. And I don't want to hear about it's the Portland Trailblazers. J Jeremy Grant, Simons, Aiton, those are NBA players. They are. I'm not saying they're contenders. I get it. But stop acting like they're playing somebody off the street. Those are NBA players out there. For real. Now, he was great. Uh, Russell Westbrook was absolutely phenomenal. On both ends of the floor throughout this game. Uh, he was 5 of 8 from the field, 1 of 2 from 3, 5 rebounds, 13 assists, and 11 points. He's a plus 30 on the night. He had the best plus minus on the entire Los Angeles Clippers. Now, y'all know, I think that stat for one game is complete bullshit. However, I just know that's people like to say that on social media, so I'm letting you know. Russell Westbrook had the best plus minus of either team on in game one versus the Portland Trust players at a plus 30. The closest was Paul George with a plus, or sorry, Robert Covington with a plus 26. Plus 26. So, plus 30 on a night, I guess they don't want to talk about single game plus minus when Russell Westbrook is leading it, but I just thought I'd put it out there. He was awesome. He was awesome. And something I want to talk about about Russ that shouldn't be missed. He set the tone from the beginning. He's running all over the floor. It's the Clippers looked like they were everywhere. Not just Russ. Just, it just seemed like they covered so much ground. They're so long. Russell Westbrook is six foot three with a six ten wingspan. And he the smallest person on the court. My gosh, it just looked like they covered everything. The starting unit's defense is elite. Is elite. By the way, for the first quarter, the number one defensive rating. It's only one game. 
was the Los Angeles Clippers. Yeah, I said it. It's true. You can go fact check me. It's right. Their defensive rating in the first quarter, and it looked amazing, was 74.1. 74.1. The offensive rating was 111, giving them a net rating of 37.5. More, most importantly, it was the number one defensive rating through one game in the NBA. I, I get it. It's one game. I understand. But I went to go look to see if the eye test matched what the stats say. And the answer was yes. A resounding yes. They were just so long, man. So long. And they actually put in the work. They were, you know, they were playing at the level of the ball. And they were getting in their hands and pass lane. They were helping each other. They were digging on post-ups. Just truly phenomenal team defense. And Russell Westbrook was a big part of that. His passion that he plays with, the speed that he plays with, just running all over the place, dunking on everybody, screaming, getting the crowd involved. Like he gives the Clippers everything they needed in a point guard and leader. And we saw it on display in game one of the 2024 basketball season. Beautiful. We will move on from Russell Westbrook. I just have to say that because they're talking about he's the 94th best player and that he's watching. That is just asinine. Complete asinine. Now look here. We're gonna get to, we're gonna get to Kawhi Leonard. But Paul George, look, man, when he's healthy and he's on his bully ball, like he stated, which he did back that up so far with one game. It's just not even fair. Like, what are you supposed to do with Paul George? Like, guarding Paul George got to be one of the most frustrating things ever. <laughs> because he's not going to just score on you. He's going to embarrass you with his smooth handle, just everything silky smooth, and you go in the wrong direction, and he just pull up from you from 30 and drills a three. Like, what the heck, man? Just straight embarrass you. While he drops 27 before you blink an eye. Bro couldn't miss. Just a outstanding basketball player. Now we'll get Paul George on the night. Look, he was phenomenal. Uh, I think he, 27 points on the night. Six assists, three rebounds, four seven from three, 11 to 17 from the field. He had three steals himself. The guy... Is not fair. It's it's amazing to see him play with passion. I mean, he was dunking, flexing, screaming, high-fiving everyone, celebrating with Russell Westbrook. I will clip that for everyone. Russell Westbrook and Paul George did the exact same celebration after a Paul George and one without ever looking at each other at all. And I just thought that was a ton of fun. But anyway, it, just to see him play with a passion and fire that Paul George did an OKC is just beautiful to see. He said, I'm on my bully shit, and he has backed that up 100% in game one. Let's see if it comes out in game uh, on Friday and on Sunday. You know, we'll see about how that is. But I thought Paul George, I, it got to the point where I was just laughing because I just thought, I don't really know how you're supposed to guard that guy. 
I truly don't. You can try and double him, I guess, you know, because sometimes he has a tendency to turn the ball over on double teams. But outside of that, I just don't know what you're supposed to do. He's that great at basketball. He can score at any level. So, and when he's on his bully stuff and he's playing aggressively and they keep in his ear telling him to play aggressively, I just don't know how you really stop Paul George. That's my opinion. So that's my thoughts on Paul George for this one. Kawhi Leonard. I thought he started off the game not particularly great, but he was hitting his three. No, let me take that back. He didn't shoot particularly great, but Kawhi Leonard was amazing in the basketball game throughout. His defense was outstanding. Uh, He had a block uh, and a steal as well. Six assists, five rebounds, 23 points. Five of five from three. Just didn't miss from the three-point line. Nine of 17 from the field and 29 minutes. I thought Kawhi Leonard was amazing on both ends. I mean, he's just... Sometimes he just doesn't seem human, man. In fact, him, all three of the big three, those, all of them are amazing basketball players, but all for different reasons. Kawhi Leonard is just unfazed. By the way, Kawhi Leonard has some passion. We got to see some passion from him as well. I just love the entire attitude of this basketball team. And the defense is elite in that first unit. Kawhi Leonard was absolutely amazing. Uh, I thought... He just looked great, man. He just to see him run the floor and you know and, and catch a pass from Paul George on the run and dunk it home like he's running hard. He passed it to Paul George and he sprinted down the court and people were worried about Kawhi running. I'm like, "Look, man. This looks great. This looks great." And it's amazing to have three superstars all for different reasons. People can make their arguments to me. To have three stars all for different reasons. Paul George is just silky smooth. You can't guard him. There's nothing you can do about it. Kawhi Leonard is stronger than everybody. Can score at all three levels as well. Just like Paul George. And Russell Westbrook at his elite ability to get into the paint. Find open players. Finish at the rim. Um, post up. And get, have mismatches. Just all for different reasons. And they are meshing well on the basketball court so far. In one game of the regular season. I'm hoping to see it continue. And I think it will, and I think it's going to get better. Now, we'll move to the bench a little bit. I talked about the starters. One more thing I want to say about the starting lineup is, because we're about to talk about Bones Highland. Bones Highland went 6-11 from the, from the field, 3 of 8 from 3 at 17 points, uh, 3 assists. Now, in his 22 minutes. Now, what I want to say is, Bones he did a great job of keeping the pace fast, keeping the pace up when Russell Westbrook sat. And he truly, like I thought, is the de facto backup point guard. When Russ came off the floor, Bones Highland came in. And I think that is the correct thing to do. I still don't think he's quite ready to play full point guard duties yet. I think he's still learning, but he can't learn if he doesn't play it. But... He got to play the backup point guard position, and he did a great job of keeping up the pace. But the thing I'll say about the starters is Russell Westbrook's so doggone fast. It's like they're, the pace they're playing at is on steroids when Russell Westbrook's on the floor. I mean, whether it's a, after a made basket or after a, uh, a missed shot or a steal or a block, uh, they're just zooming, man. It's, it's just insane. How fast he can play. And he's another one of those players that I just think this he gotta be a robot. 
Because how is he not tired yet? It, he just never got, he played the entire second quarter, and you wouldn't even thought it. Wouldn't have even thought it. He just kept running. <laughs> he just kept running. And his famous words, I just tell myself I'm not tired. He is amazing. That pace of the first unit is insane. Now, I thought Bones Highland did a great job of keeping that pace up in the second half for the Los Angeles Clippers. Like I said, he had 17 on the night. He led all bench scores uh, by a long shot. And I thought Bones Highland was good. I thought he, you know, he only had two turnovers, uh, three assists. Now, it's not the greatest ratio, but he didn't just, you know, throw the ball away a ton. Uh, I thought he was good. I thought he's a lot of fun. He's fast. He can, you know, he can, he can heat up. I thought he was good in this game. I still think he had some defensive issues only due to his size, uh, but I thought he was good. Um, I have no problems with Bones Highland at all. And next, I did want to speak about Norman Powell. He had eight points on the night, three rebounds and assists. Uh, he was two of five from three, two of six from the field. Bones and Powell is a duo that I'm just looking at. And... Uh, I'm just curious how they work the offense in the second unit as the season goes on. Powell and Plumley, I said Plumley, sorry. Powell and Bones do a lot of the same things. And so they have to learn how to play off of each other and steer away from my turn, your turn uh, with the second unit. So I'm curious to see how that meshes. And because I, because Bones, to me, isn't quite a floor general yet, I'm just curious to see how it works out. Now, Russell Westbrook came back in, uh, I believe, in the second quarter with the second unit for a little bit. And the offense hummed a lot better with him out there with Powell and Bones. But I don't think that's something we should continue doing. Because um, then we get kind of small. And I, what's so great about the first unit is how long they are. And everybody can shoot the basketball for the most part. And Zubak is a good defensive uh, center as well. So I don't want to see that much. But my point was the offense ran a little bit better with a point guard out there with them. Rather than just the two of them. Um, so I'm, I'm just curious to see how that, how that works. Uh, I thought Powell was okay on this one. I didn't think his defense was great, but he had a couple of possessions defensively where I was I was proud of him. And if you know, my challenge to Powell was to just be average defensively. And he had some possessions that I, I was proud. I, I was happy with the effort and how he played defense uh, on those possessions. And so I have to give him credit where credit's due. Now, he had some other times where he was not good. Um, but it's game one, and he worked hard. He has a few possessions where he did do a good job defensively, so I want to give credit uh, to him on that end. Now, I thought Powell was was okay on the offensive end, uh, not great, but I feel like he's working his way his way back still. Um, in his last preseason game, he's a little bit better than than the previous, so I I kind of think he's still getting there. Um, look, KJ Martin, he played, um, you know, KJ, he played some. I didn't think he was great, really at all. Um, don't have much to say about him, but I'm a little bit disappointed because that's someone that I was excited to see play aside, alongside Russell Westbrook. But at this point, I just don't think he's he's ready. Um, I don't think he's anywhere near uh, what I thought. Last but not least, I'll go with um, Mason Plumlee. He had six points on the night, two assists, eight rebounds. I thought he was I thought he was good. I actually thought he wasn't bad defensively either. That was another thing I challenged Plumlee with. 
uh, and I thought he was good. I have no complaints with Mason Plumley in this one. Uh, he played 18 minutes, and I had not, I didn't have any issues with with this game on either end. So, um, look, guys, I, I'm really excited about the Clippers altogether. This was a great showing in Game One. You can see exactly what they're trying to do. This team has an identity, and you can see exactly what the goal is. And so you can you can see the team progressing and getting to that goal by February, March, April. You can see that by looking at it. Um, and that's always good. You don't want to go into a season and you watch the first couple of games and you're like, what are we trying to do? No, you can. it's very clear what the direction the Clippers are going in. And that's exciting, and that should be exciting for absolutely everyone to continue to watch this team play um, as we ramp up into teams that are tougher. Now, again, I don't want to hear about it's just the Blazers. Those are NBA players. They played the game. They played the team that were in front of them, and the starters were beating them by 30. I don't want to hear about, oh, well, it's the Clippers. They only beat, they only beat uh, a rebuilding team by 12 or whatever we did. No, the starters were beating them by 30. By 30. No question. So I don't want to hear that. But, you know, guys, right here is where I'll break things. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Westwood Podcast. I really, really appreciate you guys so, so much. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Remember, please hit that subscribe button. I'm on all the major podcast platforms. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Radio Public, CastBox, Audible, and much, much more. So please, please hit that subscribe button. Also, if you have time, please leave me a five-star review. That would really, really help me. It will push my podcast out there even more, and I would truly appreciate it. Also, if you have a dollar to spare, look, you can be a listener supporter on Spotify for Podcasters. Right there, you can just click the link, and it's $1 to support uh, J.D. Jackson and the Westwood Podcast. I really, really appreciate that so much, truly. But guys, right here is where I break things. And as always, until next time, peace.